Who was the biggest dynasty winner from week three? And who are we getting a little bit nervous about after a couple of games? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke of the Gaming Society, joined as always by my good friend and co-host Marcus Mosher of Pro Football Focus. You can follow me over on Twitter at FFBallBlast and of course follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give our show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your fantasy football podcasts. If you watch us on YouTube, give us those thumbs up. Make sure you are hitting subscribe so we can help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. Marcus, we are wrapping up week three and it was a good week. There was a lot of, uh, for a slate that I was like marginally excited about, like, there was a lot of very exciting game action and yes. a lot of surprises in store so far for what we've had in week three. How are you feeling heading into Sunday night football? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. We should also mention, yes, we were recording this before the Sunday night football game. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of players to talk about. So let's get right into it. Kate, your biggest winner from week three was? Cordero Patterson. Uh, and yeah. no, I'm not kidding at all. He's just a freak of nature. And mm-hmm. it, the Falcons have absolutely unlocked him. 17 carries, 141 rushing yards and a touchdown to boot. Uh, one catch for 12 receiving yards. Like what is shocking to me is that we're seeing him be extremely productive and not necessarily through the air, which was kind of a concern that I had heading into this season. He still got a very tight grip on the workload there mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I mean, this is like an RB1 rest of season. I don't really uh, think I should be getting all that many start sick questions about Cordero Patterson anymore. Cause like what running back do you reasonably sit? Who's posting like 15 to 20 carries a game. You, you don't sit this guy. No, absolutely not. I, I mean, for his long-term dynasty value, it's a little tricky, but he already has two games this year. Over 120 rushing yards and a touchdown. That wasn't a bad game against the Rams. We can throw out a little bit because because of the game script. But yeah, I mean, this this Cordero Patterson as a full time running back is a real thing, and he's a really good player. I think if you're in win now mode, absolutely go out and trade for Cordero Patterson because I don't see anything changing here. Yeah, I I just don't like. I'm looking at Cordero Patterson and I'm thinking, okay, for my win now teams, is there any running back as uh, like in terms of uh, acquisition cost, is there anybody I can get cheaper than Cordero Patterson that's going to help me to the degree that Cordero Patterson is going to help me? I mean, I don't maybe so. Leonard Fournette. That's the only other one I'm thinking of. But other than that, that's probably it, right? I, but I, I also, you have to pay more for Leonard Fournette than probably. you do for Cordero. Yes. And that's like very understandable. But I mean, it, I think because of the fact that Dynasty fantasy football is a long haul. It is we're all about the long-term outlook of these players. I think that everybody's going to want to sell low on Cordero Patterson or sell high on Cordero Patterson sure. because I mean, how long can we expect this to keep up? I don't know, but I mean, take advantage of it for those rosters that are already contending for this year. Yeah, I I don't disagree. My biggest winner this week 
was Jalen Hurts. Not because he did something that was rare for him, because we're starting to see him post these games all the time. 22 of 35, 340 passing yards, three touchdowns, also added in 20 yards on the ground. It's just been consistent now, like three straight monster games on top of what he did last year. And Kate, I looked at my dynasty rankings uh, after the one o'clock games today, and I was looking at like Kyler Murray, who is QB six. I, I have I, should Jalen Hurts be higher? Uh, for me, the answer is yes. Joe Burrow, QB five. To me, the answer is yes. Like Burrow is probably going to have a longer career, but you're getting an absolute difference maker in Jalen Hurts. And then we can even have conversations. Like I know it seems a little bit, uh, you know, like we're talking blasphemy, but like. Justin Herbert, maybe. I mean, Jalen Hurts is just putting up insane numbers right now. The schedule is so soft. They have a, a fantastic offensive line. They've got young receivers around him. Why should I expect anything to change? I think this is like you could. I think you can legitimately have a conversation now. Should we be ranking Jalen Hurts every single week as the QB one, QB two? I think that's something we have to discuss. I mean, the the writing was kind of on the wall when they added A.J. Brown into this offense. You get your quarterbacks and playmakers, and suddenly they're making plays. Like, what what did we expect? I don't know. But, yep. I mean, on piggybacking on your praise of Jalen Hurts, I do want to give a monstrous shout-out to Devonta Smith, who's just been just looking like a true wide receiver one. Heading into Sunday Night Football, currently the wide receiver one, on the week with 26.9 fantasy points and half PPR formats, eight catches, 169 yards and a score. He is looking like a true alpha. And yep, I wasn't sure if he'd be able to do that with AJ Brown on the field, but he's doing they're it. Looking, they're looking like a nice yin and yang here. And I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm here for it. We should also mention Dallas Goddard caught a touchdown today. Grant Calcaterra, a rookie tight end, had a long reception. Like this offense is just loaded, um, and I, I want Jalen Hurts in every single league because he is he's going to be a league winner uh, this year. Um, all right, okay, we're going to talk about some more winners and losers from Week Three and a certain bet that we made on Friday. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Better Help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode. When you're faced with a challenge in life, we, we know that it's really difficult to do that. But the guys at BetterHelp can help you when you need it. Uh, a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. It's If you're thinking of getting therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's available entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at all. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on. All right, Kate. Um, I, I don't know if you were aware, but we had a certain bet that we made on Friday. It was nope. uh, fantasy points. No, we didn't. Um, Nelson Aguilar, who you nope. chose in Devontae Adams or Devontae Parker. Well, it doesn't matter. Devontae Adams, Devontae Parker. <laughs> the, Devontae Parker, after posting a big fat goose egg last week, uh, he, he did a pretty nice little performance in this uh, this week. Went over 150 yards. He led the team in targets. Um, I mean, just you know, a five for 156. Thoughts. I'm just going to leave it to you. 
Uh, I mean, absolutely outstanding performance. I like nothing else to say. Uh, why wasn't Nelson Aguilar? I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I got to change my profile picture now, Marcus. And we should mention, we should tell the people it. what it is. Um, it is it is a play on. Well, I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say it has to do something with a certain Dallas Cowboys receiver <laughs> who I happen to be down yeah, on but you know you know what marcus <sighs> it's fine uh can we could we stick with that baltimore game really quickly because there was just fantasy points galore in this one we should mention lamar jackson 218 yards passing four touchdowns had another MVP. 107 yards MVP. on the ground a touchdown MVP. i mean we were talking about Jalen hurts i mean what lamar jackson has done this season is absolutely incredible as well i mean like literally I would not be surprised at all to see Lamar Jackson leading the race for NFL MVP after this week. He's doing it through the air. He's doing it on the ground. Like he has been unstoppable. And I think it's pretty incredible because we looked at this receiving core coming mm-hmm. into the 2022 season said like, what is Lamar supposed to do with these weapons? Like, how is he ever going to um, like overcome this? And he has, and he's been a absolute monster. I want to bring up one more player in this game because there were so many plays made uh, on, you know, both sides of that ball. But uh, let's talk about Devin Duvernay. He's like slowly coming on. And, you know, Marcus, I, I don't try to get too hyped up on these big splash plays. Like last week uh, he had the, uh, what was it? A punt return touchdown, a like kick return touchdown, opening game kick return. return. Yep. Yeah. A kick return touchdown, like these kind of fluky plays, but Marcus, it feels like we just keep having these Devin Duvernay splash plays. And it makes me wonder, could he be here to stay? Maybe yep. like th- the more he does, the more he, like every time he gets an opportunity, it feels like he's making a big play for the ball. And I mean, how many times does he have to do that before Baltimore starts generating more touches for him? I I think that he's on the right path. And absolutely, again, kind of a, a low-key value in Dynasty right now, I think. Yeah, I think he's at least a flex play for the next couple of weeks. But Lamar playing this well and the Baltimore's defense struggling, I think they're going to have to throw the ball. So I think Duvernay is somebody to to keep an eye on. I want to tell you a quick story that I had this week in a short bench Dynasty League. Uh, somebody dropped Sky Moore in one of our leagues, and I decided to pick him up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. This is a guy that you know, the chief coaching staff keeps keeps bragging him up. Uh, they said he's going to get more work. So I picked him up, and the guy that I dropped, Kate, Khalil Herbert, who went bonkers oh, today after David Marcus. Montgomery went down with an ankle and a knee injury. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 20 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Also caught two passes for 12 yards. We don't know how long David Montgomery is going to be out, but anytime Khalil Herbert has gotten the chance to play a significant amount of snaps, he's been really good. And if Herbert gets to start next week, I don't know how we rank him outside of the top 15 running backs. Yeah, Marcus, leading into Sunday Night Football, currently the running back one on the week, like the running back one, 20 rush attempts, 157 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. Every time you see him get a significant workload, he produces with that. And 
I, I mean, he's like he's looked better than David Montgomery, I think. Oh and, yeah, and Montgomery's uh, looked good. Like Montgomery has looked, looked good. good. This, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think Khalil Herbert steps into this role, and he's a absolute lock for RB one production. Now, absolutely. Based on like the initial chatter we're seeing on Twitter from some of these, uh, you know, sports physical therapists who watch the injury, it does seem like the general consensus is that uh, Montgomery's probably going to miss some time. So like Khalil Herbert, uh, if he is on your waiver wire for whatever disgusting reason that he is, he needs to be a huge priority waiver wire pickup. And Marcus, like in terms of his long-term outlook, this is David Montgomery's final year of his contract. I have to imagine that they're not going to prioritize David Montgomery and in his return no. I think that this is going to be Khalil Herbert's team and ooh, hundred percent fab budget on this one. hundred percent. Yep. Like 100%. Spend, it, spend it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spend it all. I'm just, I'm so bad. Uh, can I get <laughs> one guy really quickly before we move on to losers, Hollywood Brown uh, for the Cardinals, 17 Woo. targets for caught 14 of those for 140 yards. His targets have progressively gone up with the Cardinals. It's just so clear that him and Kyler Murray have a connection. I don't see I don't see that changing anytime soon. I actually think now is the time to, even if you have to buy high, I think Hollywood's going to be in for huge days over the next couple months. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely something to be said for this big breakout game. Um, and Marcus, I'm going to give you like one more because I I feel like there are so many excellent performances this week that I want to highlight, but. I want to talk about Jamal Williams, who mm. uh, heading into Sunday Night Football, the RB2, just behind Khalil Herbert. But 20 rush attempts in this game, Marcus, 87 yards, two touchdowns. He's been the goal line running back for this team. Like, they keep going back to Jamal Williams. I think that, like, based on that alone, based on that usage, we need to start considering Jamal Williams, like, one of these what-the-heck flexes on a weekly basis. Like, yep. He's got the upside somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want just everybody in that Detroit offense. I still <sighs> feel like they're all undervalued a little bit. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and transition over to losers. Um, and there's several to talk about, but I'll tell you one that I'm getting a little bit concerned about. Okay. Not, not enough for um, benching him or anything like that, but Jonathan Taylor, he's been the RB one for everybody in, in dynasty leagues. People have been trading a ton to get him. Last couple of weeks, just not great. Uh, even again in a win this week against Kansas City in a game that was close the entire time, 21 carries for 71 yards, no touchdowns, hasn't scored in the last two weeks, did catch three passes for 20 yards, but overall hasn't been – only has, you know, seven receptions on the season. I'm just a little bit nervous. That's I, I'm not panicking. I'm just nervous. It's pretty clear that this Colts team just doesn't have the offensive line that it had last year. Nervous. Yeah, I, I feel like the line right now that we should use is I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, like, yep. like that feels like it encapsulates every fantasy football's every fantasy football manager's feelings right now towards Jonathan Taylor because it just like I, he just hasn't looked the same in terms of his consistency and that kind of like nonstop playmaking ability like it's just not been as overwhelming as you want him to be yep. um 
and yep. and that's a huge bummer. So uh, I'll give you another running back just really quickly because uh, it's kind of in the same mold. Joe Mixon, Bengals yeah. won uh, today, but 12 carries for 24 yards, just three catches for 14 yards. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. Kate, here's his yards per carry over the last three games. 3.0, 3.0, 2.0. Bengals fans that I, I was seeing on Twitter, including our locked on Bengals people, were saying that Smash P. Ride like, is clearly the better runner right now. I don't know if Joe Mixon is dealing with an injury or he's just at that point of his career where, you know, start the touches are starting to rack up, but he has not looked good at all this season. Marcus, he is currently ranked fourth among running backs in rush attempts per game. And with that amount of touches, you think, all right, now we're cooking. Like we're, we're doing good things, but uh, he's the RB 16 right now through three games. And I, I don't really know what to do with them because Saqu- or uh, Samaje Piran has looked like the more explosive yep. player. They've been willing to utilize him as a receiver. Like all of these things are starting to stack up against Joe Mixon. And I think maybe one of the most surprising things in general is the fact that I don't think this Bengals offense is what we were expecting heading into this year either. Like it just doesn't feel like last year, it just felt like every time they touched the ball, something unstoppable and like mm-hmm. unimaginable is going to happen. And I don't feel like that's the case this year. Quite as, quite as much. No, as and I, I think they'll start working out the kinks here a little bit as the season goes on. Like they did look better today and they were up so big early in this game that they kind of pulled back. Uh, but I think you're right. It's, it's pretty clear. This, this offense is not quite the same uh, as we saw last year. Uh, any other losers from week three? Marcus, there are plenty of losers from week three. Unfortunately, um, let's talk about Travis Etienne. I like. I was going to mention him. This is a good one. Yes, and it's not necessarily his fault. No, it's it's not at all his fault, Marcus. Like he's 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 been fine. Thirteen touches uh, or thirteen rushing attempts this week, forty five yards. But like the thing that makes him the loser is not him. It's the fact that James Robinson just continues to dominate. Seventeen. Yep for 100 and a score on the ground, like James Robinson, like to your point about Samashe Pirine, James Robinson looks like the better running back in this offense and he's getting the touches and he's doing a lot with them. Like if, if Travis Etienne was touching the ball at every time he did, it went for 10 yards. That would be fantastic. But that's, that's kind of the case just with James Robinson. Like, and I was talking to somebody on the phone who is involved in the NFL today and they were saying, man, Travis Etienne looks like one of the most explosive players in the league with the ball in his hands. And I was like, yeah, it's right. The problem is, is James Robinson looks really good. And it feels like Doug Peterson is committed to a uh, – he's committed to a committee. How about that? Um, hey. And Robinson's just the better inside runner. I think they trust him more in pass pro. So they're both going to be on the field. And I, I don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing. Like we see this for the next couple of years, but – it kind of feels like the Jags like the idea of pairing ETM with a, you know, a bruising running back. And I get it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do have one more, uh, one more loser. I don't know. Do we want to get into that before we break? Or... No, go ahead. We'll just, we'll, we'll finish out the show. Go ahead. All right. Well, we got to talk about Tom Brady, uh, who, sorry guys. Are you he the first not... person ever to call Tom Brady a loser? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Confirmed. Um, he's a hundred percent going to show up to my house with like a, 
um i don't know i was gonna say like a butcher knife but he'd probably be close like a hard avocado yeah i was gonna say like (laughs) something much more like a giant box of like protein powder just to like slam me over the head with like but i mean hasn't yet exceeded 15 fantasy points once this year had uh 11 or fewer fantasy points in two out of his three games and I don't think that any of us necessarily would have uh, projected that right out the gate. Uh, just considering like how good he looked last season. Like, now, I there, mean, there's a chance, there's a chance that they've just played three really good defenses in Dallas. There's New a chance in green Bay and they've got a lighter schedule coming up. But the point, like got injuries, he hasn't looked great. They, they're not scoring a bunch of touchdowns. It's concerning. I think from a like a, a dynasty standpoint, super concerning because I have to imagine with Tom Brady being who Tom Brady is, like if he continues to play at a high caliber uh, uh, in terms of his football production, in terms of his uh, playmaking ability, I have a feeling he's going to uh, just literally like be buried uh, at you know the the in the end zone in the Buck Stadium, just like. He's never going to leave, right? But if he starts to decline and we start to notice that, and this is a consistent trend, I do think we have to worry, like, is Tom Brady going to say, all right, well, like, I'm not the same Tom Brady. And again, this is like super premature, but just you have to start wondering because definitely like the injuries matter, the the Mike Evans suspension, that matters, but like Tom Brady hasn't looked like Tom Brady. No, it's not. And we're used to Tom Brady elevating all of the And that's the thing is you're worried him. about like Mike Evans and Chris God- Godwin. Like, is he going to be able to elevate those guys and push the ball down the field and get them red zone touches? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a couple of things just really quickly before we leave. Uh, we mentioned David Montgomery's injury. That's That's one to keep an eye on. Obviously, that would open up a door for Khalil Herbert. I'm keeping an eye on Mac Jones. I, I hate to see him injured late in that game. It seems like it's a pretty serious foot injury. If that's the case, I mean, we're all – we were kind of already out on the Patriots pass catchers, but even more so. Any other big injuries that we should be watching uh, for this week? Not off the top of my head, but uh, Mac Jones, super concerning. X-rays yeah. uh, were negative. But, like, watching him hobble off the field just oh, I, was – yeah, it was tough. I I got one more really quickly. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook uh, has yep. a dislocated shoulder. Alexander Madison came in, seven carries for 28 yards and a touchdown. We know Madison, whenever he plays, puts up a lot of fantasy points. Just keep an eye on that one. Um, Marcus, on that note, uh, in terms of Dalvin Cook's like injury history, he's had shoulder yep. issues, like a lot of shoulder issues. So you have to be a little bit, concerned here because it's not like this is the first time we've seen it it's like if i this this has been i don't know how many how many dislocated children has he had because it feels like a lot we're hoping that this is one of the few handcuffs cuffs you had on your roster because we do know that when alexander madison is forced into action puts up a lot of points so we'll we'll monitor that monitor that situation sure matt and ryan will touch on that on tuesday and wednesday uh, we want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Matt and Ryan will actually be here on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
Kate, you and I back on Friday to get ready for week four. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, please download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. You can follow Kate in her fantastic new avatar at FF Ball Blast. <laughs> I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys next time.